This week, three sides of the coin, we delve into the question, why hasn't the KISS catalog been recertified for RIAA awards? It sure seems like they've got more awards coming for albums like Kiss Alive and Destroyer, Crazy Nights, and <laughs> we get into a big discussion with Martin Papa all about this. This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things Kiss. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to... Three Sides of the Coin. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin. I think you need to kind of get used to this is going to be the format of the show for a short while. It's going to start with Mike and Tommy. Mark's going to show up with the guest. Then Mark's going to leave middle of the guest. And the show will end with Mike and Tommy again. Mm Mm-hmm. that's just how it works out and that's okay yep yep you're still getting your shows every week um any comments you want to share tommy because i seen some of them uh this is our bob halligan jr episode that just was posted i saw there are some of them out there well yeah and it's interesting how a lot of um people that were very familiar with his writing for other bands like uh Ken P said he wrote Helix's biggest hit, Rock You. Yep. Um, Worked with Blue Oyster Cult. Well, yeah. And and uh, Scott Beeson, Tone Loke, Funky Cold Medina samples Dr. Love. But I think it's Christine 16. Christine, it's Christine 16. But, but people are. I was just going to say real quick, because it's out already. Just know the Tone Loke thing we were referencing wasn't that Tone Loke sampled Kiss. It's the fact that at some point, even for a moment, Kiss was considering having Tone Loke rap on Read My Body from Hot in the Shade. Where and how? No freaking idea. It was just a passing comment from Bob as he was writing the song Read My Body with Paul. said Paul mentioned it. Well, and, and Nick Shade said 14 minutes in and no mention of his work with Bloister Cult. Definitely worth a mention among others. And I agree. It's just the thing that you guys, I want you to, to know, for those of you that haven't interviewed people before, is it's really hard to cover all the bases in, in every a single period of time, especially um, with people like Bob who have so worked with many different artists yeah he's god he's worked with so many artists it's just like holly knight you know yeah Um, i mean yeah even even holly knight i mean we didn't talk about her work with bon jovi and others i mean would have loved to it's not that we don't care it's just there's only so much time and we do have to get some kiss talk in yeah and i really like this one from steve jones or Steven, excuse me. Great episode, guys. What a warm, intelligent, and engaging guest this week. Great stories, questions, and a little education on the art of songwriting. Very happy you had Bob on. It was an hour 54 well spent. Thank you. Love hearing that. Love hearing yeah, that. Yeah, and, and you know, we do, you know, guys, we don't make any money off of this, all right? We do this because we have fun seeing each other every week because it's the only way we can connect, but we want to make 
you come and, and be entertained. We, we want to make you be here with us and give you something to listen to that's not just another rerun on TV. And we want to share stories and we want to educate at the same time. And I'm not yeah, saying- Yeah, we want, we, we want to learn. We want to learn a little minutiae just like all of you do. I mean, when we sat down with Bob Halligan, we had no idea we were going to get that little tone loke no. minutiae drop on us. I mean, because mm-hmm. again, understand, we do not do- some people who do interview shows will do pre-interviews, meaning they'll confirm the guest. And then, you know, maybe a week or two before the actual interview, they get on the phone with the guest and they go through questions and they have a little back and forth and they get some pre-interviews to understand. And then they formulate the final questions based on, we do none of that. We approach this with, we just got pitched Bob Halligan Jr. by his publicist. Here's his bio. Here's what Wiki says about him. Cool. We'll talk to you when we hit the record button. Yeah. That's it. So we are excited. You know, when we heard that little tidbit of Bob, about Bob Kulik on Kiss Alive, we got pretty excited about that, just like all of you did. Everybody did. Everybody. 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 But it's everybody never, got it's, excited. Yeah, and it's, but it's, the point is, is it's never intentional. It just comes up in conversation. It just shows me, up. That's and we're the like, beauty. Whoa. That's the beauty yeah. of the show for me. Is we learn, like Michael said, we want to learn these things because it's interesting. You know, and you learn it while you learn it. Same time, yeah. we're learning yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So we we glad we're glad you like it. We're glad you're here. Um, before we get to uh, this week's guest and topic, uh, we should mention real quick, the end of the road tour now seems to be called the final curtain because KISS has announced uh, one more show going back to Australia in October, playing a giant stadium in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And I just saw today, I don't it's not confirmed, so don't hold us to it. But I've seen posts that, yeah, there's going to be one more show in Japan as well, right around that. Um, you know, the, the end of the road, they keep building more road to keep keep this going. And Detours. I, 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 taking from what Mark loves to say, I don't have any inside knowledge. It's what I think. I wouldn't be surprised that there might be one or more shows announced in Australia as well. And I wouldn't simply, be surprised if there's a few more here too. Here and Japan, simply mm-hmm. because when you're already in Australia for one show, you might why as well do, do one four? or why don't, why don't you do one or two more while you've got the band, the crew, the gears all there already. Mm-hmm. And while you're in Japan, why don't you do the same thing? So I have zero insight. I'm just, this is the way all bands tend to work. They announce the first big show. If that big show does well, sells out, guess what? Second, third shows, other cities will be announced. Um, so well, Elton John's been on his farewell tour for four years, and he has visited St. Paul Civic, or Civic, St. Paul Excel Center twice now. So it's like it when it's successful, they want to come back. Why wouldn't you? When when the promoters are like, we want another show, 
okay, when can we make this work? And mm-hmm. while you're over here, can we get three out, three other shows out of you as well? Right. So, yeah. So the Kiss is returning to Australia. That is 100% confirmed. Uh, check kissonline.com for the date, the venue, ticket links, all of that stuff. Nothing's confirmed about Japan, but I've started to see some stuff mentioned online. Yep. So just watch kissonline.com. Just, just, just watch Kiss Online. And um, to Tommy's point, I, I wouldn't be shocked if there's more dates in the U.S. I think everything is going to be pre-December 1st and 2nd. Oh, you're not yeah. going to have you're not going to have a December 3rd show announced, a no. December 15th show announced. You're not going to have a New Year's Eve show announced. Right. But between now and December 2nd. There's a lot of open space. There's a lot of room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I don't think there's anything else happening in the KISS world. There's no new product. Still don't mm-hmm. know anything about more box sets. We don't know anything about next off soundboards. Nope. Um, that's that's it. Just, just, just the Australia show. Um, so this week, we turning to three sides of the coin we've got martin popoff martin's an amazing guest good dude such a smart smart discussions we have with martin and this week we we kind of dig into the question of why hasn't the kiss catalog been recertified for our riaa awards and Martin digs into some numbers based off of, especially streaming numbers, because streaming numbers play into award certifications nowadays. Mm-hmm. Why haven't we recertified Destroyer and Dynasty and Kiss Alive? There's a lot of interesting theories and discussions here. And of course, you get to play along and call us out and yell at the screen as we're doing this. But please. Leave your comments with what you think as well. Don't wreck your TV or video screen doing it. Yeah, don't throw anything at us when you get pissed at me. Yeah. Because I still believe Crazy Nights is probably actually a 10 million seller. Oh, boy. Look at the time. Let's see who believes that was a true statement I made and not just trying to stir the pot. A toolism. A toolism. Um, all right, so let it roll. Martin pop off, and we'll see you guys again. YouTube, follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support. Three sides of the coin. You should recognize this face. He's been here before. Although, if you're listening, you don't see any faces. <laughs> I keep forgetting that. Some people don't. Some people listen on YouTube and don't even bother watching us on YouTube. Um, We're joined by Martin Popoff. Martin, is this two, three? How many times have you been here? At least one. I don't think more than two. Might be just two. This might might be your second time. I don't know. We don't keep track of those important things. He's not in green jacket territory yet, but he's Oh, God, no. No, he's not in Peter Arquette territory yet, is he? <laughs> I just remember getting in some trouble uh, afterwards for saying Aerosmith was more sophisticated than Kiss. So, well, it's true. <laughs> you listen, 
you know, it's not easy to get in trouble with Kiss fans. They're just looking for something to yeah, piss yeah. and moan about. Look, and, I love, and I, I and, love Aerosmith. I, I love Deep Purple, but they're both way ten times more mature. They are. I think. I think Kiss would tell you that too. I mean, well, Kiss you know, never. It's all about that gold standard of trying to write the perfect song, though, right? There's an abstract out there that goes along with you, like your your Billy Joel's and your Fleetwood Macs and your Tom Petty's, right? And that's and that's what Kiss would tell you that uh, that we we can sit down with an acoustic guitar and play these songs, right? That they're concerned about writing a gold the gold standard of songs. I I think they're more concerned about how does the blood look coming out on stage tonight? Is that did that look good? <laughs> Yeah. As it should. I mean, hey, it's, I, uh, Gene, Gene's always said it's not about how great you play on stage; it's how great you look playing on stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Martin, we had a uh, an offline conversation a few weeks ago, and uh, I don't know. He, he, Mark, you chatted with Martin about this stuff as well. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was the thing. The the three of us were knocking it back talking about this and i know i was it a sea of tranquility uh show that you you guys did i mean you covered i didn't watch it i purposefully didn't watch because i normally do i purposely didn't watch it because i didn't want it to infiltrate this you know our talk so martin has you know this stuff backwards and forwards i don't um but it's something that i've talked about with kiss fans. And I think everybody who watches the show would be, um, you know, interested in this, you know, kiss makes the claim of selling a hundred million albums worldwide and a really quick Google check of, you know, awards, uh, fuzzy math. So, um, we'll start there. Martin kiss RIAA. And what do you, what do you think about all that? They're about what do you think of the, about their hundred million albums sold claim? And 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 being the the number one gold award artist, whatever that how they word that claim that they've been making yeah. for years. Yeah. Okay, so so my thought on this is um, okay, so a lot of bands can exaggerate those worldwide sales, and they'll and you know, it's it's really hard to check your worldwide sales. And sometimes we'll people, you know, bands will say records instead of uh, albums. So, so that brings in all their singles and stuff as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm not as much uh, upset or, or like losing brain cells over the hundred million thing on the other thing that, you know, what they're trying to do. So this is indicative of why I think they should do more. So, so they are, um, you know, the last time I checked, um, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't gone and compared and I don't think they would make this claim without, um, without backing it up, but, but their claim about being the American band with the most gold albums uh, is something that is, is probably true. And now what that means is that they have the, the, the largest number, the largest quantity variety of albums that have sold over 500,000 copies as certified by the recording industry association of America in America. Right. Um, Now, what what I um, what I find interesting about Kiss and and this we get into this discussion all the time, and this leans a little bit into the show we did with Pete um, is there's a lot of bands out there that don't seem to go back to to recheck and recertify and see if they've hit that next level. Have they hit platinum? Have they hit double platinum? Have they hit diamond? Um, And 
Uh, Kiss is one that always comes up in that conversation. You know, the first thing people say, I can't believe Kiss Alive is just gold, right? And even gold means 250000 for a double album, right? Um, so, so Kiss is one that comes up. Iron Maiden comes up and we all wonder why, why is Rod Smallwood not doing this? Blah, blah, blah. David Bowie comes up and I know a little bit of the history around that. So there's a lot of reasons people don't do it. It costs money. You have to go get, um, you know, the RIA has this accountant counting firm that goes and, you know, does the counting. So you have to pay to go get the counting done. Um, and then you have to pay to buy gold records to hand out to whoever you want to hand out gold records to. And bands can hand out gold records to all sorts of people, right? Um, I only have one to my name, a, a deal one that Wendy very kindly sent me for writing the liner notes for the very best of, beast of deal, right? Um, but you can send out, you know, to radio people and promo and anybody who helped you along the way. Um, but, you know, you have to pay for those as well. Now, that's, to me, that's, that's being kind of pretty nickel and dimey if if you're actually not going to get certified simply because you don't want to pay the money to get certified where it gets a little more into the skullduggery part of it is um labels hiding sales from the band bands switching from one label to another and it was really acrimonious management changing i i know for a fact david krebs is a good buddy of mine and i know that he's always on top of the albums that he's still getting paid on right which is your Back in Black, For Those About to Rock, the Ted Nugent albums, Aerosmith Rocks, Aerosmith Greatest Hits. That red and white Aerosmith Greatest Hits album is diamond now, mm -hmm. right? So the show that Pete and I did, which, you know, I'm, 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 what I'm going to talk about here is quite a bit different from that. But the show Pete and I did was uh, essentially going back and looking at recent RAA certifications. So the point is, is that you can go back um, you know, management, depending how how on the ball you are, management or the labels can go back anytime they want and and try to see if they've hit that next level and and get those accolades. Um, because I think there that's another discussion we can have. How important is this accolade? Personally, I think at least for people in our age bracket, you know, pretty wide age bracket, I would say this is the biggest measure of how successful a band is because it's faithfully put on the wiki page. Wikipedia is really important. I mean, it's the, it's the source most people go to for stuff. Right. And they've been very good at that. So uh, listing all that there in a, in a nice readable form. So Pete and I went back and uh, you can go to the RIA site and search under gold and platinum, and you can search under recent and scroll through all that. And the funny thing that you'll notice is it's almost all, hip hop and pop singles from, from, you know, this year and last year and the year before and stuff. So, so it's, it's been polluted and changed by this idea of all these bands think it's just fun to, to go get our multi-platinum certification for our single. Right. But those pop singles also turn into albums and stuff. But if you scroll and scroll and go all over the place, you'll notice things like, Hey, look, Allison Chains just went back and got like five or six albums knocked up a, a few notches right perfect circle um journey what was it journey escape is now diamond it wasn't diamond before right mm. um rush uh permanent waves just like 2021 or not not um moving pictures is now five times platinum instead of four times platinum hey, so Martin, let, let, let yeah. our audience know what diamond is Diamond, I mean, I know, okay, but... so so gold is the first one that was five hundred thousand. That was uh, instigated, I think, in seventy. Or, no, platinum was in seventy six. Gold goes earlier than that. Diamond only came around in nineteen ninety nine. It it means ten times platinum, so ten times one million. And there's um, 
there was an interesting because I had to write about this recently. There was a there was an interesting party at the Roseland Ballroom in 1999 that um, this is when they started the Diamond Award and people from the Beatles and Zeppelin and ZZ Top and Billy Joel was there and Elton John and Metallica guys. They were all at this party to get Di- Diamond Awards. And it, it, um, at that point, there were something like 60, 63 ish Diamond Awards represented by about 43 ish different bands. Um, so Van Halen um, was one of the ones there. They, they now have two Diamond albums, right? So that's what Diamond is. Um, before that, you just called it multi-platinum. And, 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 and before we get too far down, I want to yeah. throw out just some framework facts for people to understand here. You mentioned it briefly up front. Um, like a double album counts as two albums sold. So, you know, Kiss Alive, Alive 2, um, double platinum. the, the double platinum, uh, the symphony album, or, or if you've got a four disc album and you sell one of those that counts as four. So that's, that's how that works. Yeah. Keep in mind also granted, we're going to focus on us here, but these numbers are different from country to country. So we're talking about what it is to get an award in the United States. Yes. And, and, and Martin, you can, you could, you could add to this. It's not the same in Canada and it shouldn't be the same in Canada or Sweden or other countries because the population differences. So in, in many other countries, gold could be 50,000 albums. Platinum could be a hundred thousand albums. And it is. That's Canada. Exactly. So it varies from country to country. The other thing that I think is important to keep in mind through this entire discussion, the RIAA is not the company that does the accounting and royalties for any of these artists. Okay. That's the record label's job. The record label knows the sales I shouldn't say on any given day, but any given quarter, they know the sales for all of their artists. The RIAA is an industry organization that represents the music industry and is the organization that issues these awards. So the RIAA is not the company that's responsible for tracking the sales as an ongoing business. It, they are not the ones that sit here and go, KISS made this much money from sales. Right. That, that is not their job at all. That's 100% the label. So, you know, I, as an example, I'm sitting here at RIAA.com. I searched for KISS Destroyer. KISS Destroyer is a double platinum RIAA album. Two million copies. You can be very sure that through Casablanca, Mercury, Polygram, and now Universal, the real sales numbers are known within the record label. Now, I think what this comes down to is why don't the label, why doesn't these people that have the real sales always just go out and say, hey, RIA, here, we've got this. Can you update it? 
that's that's the ongoing question that fans have always had when it yeah. especially albums like destroyer which again and alive which we know are well over what their award certification level is as for the hundred million which we're not going to really talk about but total sales that's also and you mentioned it in passing as well that's also very difficult to um tabulate because there's different record labels in different countries that each of these bands are on and each of those labels in those different countries are responsible for the sales in their territory meaning universal music is responsible for the territories that universal music covers here for kiss in the u.s you know they've been on different labels in japan and different labels in the uk those labels are responsible for the sales so it sometimes can be very difficult if not impossible to go to every single label Hey, let me go to Brazil and see what are the sales. Good luck probably finding somebody who got has that data and will release it to you. So yeah. those total numbers are always almost an estimation, a decent estimation. Yeah. I will say that in the case of KISS, you know, the record label has also used the hundred million. So it's not just Gene and Paul making up a hundred million because it looks good. The labels use that in their own marketing. So other people, and yeah, you know, as fans, we could sit here and go, well, maybe it's closer to 50, maybe it's closer to 75. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it it you you could debate that until we're all blue in the face because none of us are going to know the real numbers because nobody other than the band, their manager, their accountants, and the record label are ever going to know the exact number of sales well okay let's talk some real numbers here so you'll like you'll like this so okay Mm -hmm. so so first of all before we get to the numbers there is the issue of okay so yes kiss is one of these bands that is you know if if there's a a gradated scale they're they're way over here on on really they haven't gone and checked very much right okay so so i've got some so destroyer which is a kind of an oddball i don't know why this is but but they actually got that recertified in 2011. Kiss Kiss um, was certified for the first time ever. So, so in 1977. So what they're doing at this point is like the band's all excited and Bill Ockhoin's their manager and all this. And oh boy, let's get some gold records. Wouldn't that be neat? So they're keeping an eye on it. And they're checking and checking and Kiss hasn't gone gold. It hasn't gone gold. Oh, 1977 rolls around. It's gone gold. They Martin, do you party. think they did that for the inside sleeve of Kiss Alive too? Remember the claim? Yeah, well, but I, I think they're doing it for the, the accolades, right? They, they're excited still about it. I guess well, they're not excited about it now, right? Can, can, can I add real quick? Yeah. We don't know by they that it was Kiss that went and recertified Destroyer in 2011. We don't know. I mean, the label could have done it just as easily yep. as the band could have done it. Yep. As far as I know, those are the two entities that can do that the band yeah. and their management, the record label. And, and if you go and look on the RIAA.com, <laughs> it doesn't tell you who no. requested the recertification. It says the date it was certified, uh, the, the certified units. So it's not like 2.5 million. It just says 2 million. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, I just want all of our geeky 
his listeners out there to understand. We may use the word they. Don't take that to mean we're always saying Gene and Paul because we don't know. None of us know. And other people can actually go out and do the certifications. Okay. So, so to finish off on this, just to drive home the point. So dress to kill 77 alive, 1975, never been relooked at again, or if it has, you know, by some crazy nook, you know, hooker by crook, it hasn't gone past gold, but we know that's wrong. Love gun 77 alive to 1996. So in 1996, Somebody went back and got it redone. Dynasty, 1979, Animalize, 84, Crazy Nights, 88, Hot in the Shade, 89. So only the one time when the album came out and it sold a lot, that's the last time for most of these albums, Revenge, 1992. Now, the next big issue here is that what we're talking about here and why this is kind of exciting for a band like Kiss, because, you know, I'm going to tell you, they've got some certifications coming here. Um, So... The point is, is that, you know, I mentioned all these hip hop singles and pop singles, right? Physical product died in about 2005, you know, big drop off, right? We had a very short period of downloads. So that was a legitimate thing for a very short period of time. Streaming started. It took off. It took off. It's a streaming world now, right? So Spotify is roughly one third of the streaming market. Amazon Music, 13%. Apple Music, 15%. Those numbers really haven't changed. I've seen a few. I looked up a a few, you know, 2023, they're saying Spotify is varied a bit, blah, blah, blah. So the the new RIA thing um, to get certified, so it still exists. And that's why there's all this exciting new certifications happening, and especially for these pop and hip hop groups. 1,500 streams equals one album sale. Okay, so 150 million streams is 100,000 in album sales, okay? Um, so so let's say Spotify is one-third of all of it, okay? So I went and looked at a couple of KISS examples, and this teaches us a really interesting lesson uh, overall about the power of the hit single, how, how big a single is, right? So I'll start with Dress to Kill. It was the first one I looked at, okay? So Uh, I wanted to look at Dress to Kill because it's got rock and roll all night on it. Super popular Kiss song, right? So every song on Dress to Kill has been streamed. So Spotify, the nice thing about Spotify is it tells you exactly the number of streams right next to every song. And I'll just put as a caveat on the side, uh, when I did the show with Pete, I I did a little research and and read up the the long details on Spotify. The RIAA about they, they've they've got it down. They seem to have it pretty down with making sure there's no double counting between greatest hits albums and and the original album. You can only count a song in one place. So just putting that aside for a sec. So so every song on Dress to Kill on Spotify has been played one million to five million times, except Rock and Roll All Night, which has been played three hundred and ninety two million times. Okay, so. That's 409 million plays on Spotify of the Dress to Kill album, okay? Now, since Spotify is one-third, you can multiply that by three. uh, So you get 1.277 billion plays, song plays across all streaming platforms. Um, And so that equals, uh, let's see, so you divide by 150 million. So essentially, Dress to Kill... If 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 Kiss, Doc McGee, Gene, Paul, the record label went back, it works out that uh, if I've done my math right, it works out that Dress to Kill has sold just basically on streaming. Forget it. Forget about the physical copies between 1977 and 2005. Right. 
lots of physical copies, right? We had a, we had 12 years of hair metal in there. Like Kiss sold some albums in there, right? Kiss was a going concern. They have been the whole time, right? Touring. Um, for, so forget all that. Um, so they've essentially sold just by streaming alone across all platforms, 800,000 albums. So Dressed to Kill's at gold at 500,000. Streaming alone, it's got another 800, which means it's well past platinum. It may even be double platinum by now if you brought in the physical. So that's your live example. What, 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 and I mean, one thing, and Martin, example. Yep. It, it, and I don't know the exact numbers for this, but it's only been within the recent last year or two. I'm pretty sure YouTube video streams now also play into RIAA Good calculations yeah, as well. I, I don't know how that works. Yeah. I, but I, I've seen I, pie I, charts without that on it. So yeah, it, 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 yeah. it initially started where it just covered streaming music and it's only been fairly recently, meaning within the last couple of years, I think mm -hmm. that YouTube video is now incorporated into it. And, and again, one of the big reasons not just that that's the way music consumption has changed is before they incorporated streaming numbers into this calculations, mm -hmm. nobody was getting awards for anything. People, nobody. I mean, it, I remember a number of years ago in the category of rock, there was one album in the year that even hit gold. Okay. So, yeah. so, you know, the point being, Nobody was getting awarded anything because albums weren't selling. So how do we update and stay with the times? Well, we've got to figure out how to incorporate, you know, audio streams, video streams, because that's where, quote, the kids are getting the music these days. Yeah. So the artist should be able to credit that to a certification. Okay, so so here's a couple other examples. I didn't do that many. I've only got a few here, but so Destroyer. I thought I'd look at Destroyer, big popular album, right? Shouted out, out loud, 18 million plays. Detroit Rock City. Here's the other thing I didn't look up, and I don't know, but I wonder across all these streaming platforms if some of them skew to an older classic rock crowd and some of them skew to a younger pop crowd. Not sure. Anyways, Detroit Rock City, 12 million plays. Beth. 59 million. So it's not super high. That's not a lot of numbers, right? So total for Destroyer, 118 million plays on Spotify times three, because Spotify is a third of the market, 354 million streams. Um, so that only works out to 236,000 units, but that's still halfway to a gold record. So, um, you know, given that Destroyer was kind of an oddball one that somebody decided to check on Destroyer not that long ago, it might not even have gone an, an extra one up. But as as you as you were saying, Michael, we've got Destroyer at uh, at two at at double platinum, which is kind of cool. Right. Um, so I don't know if it's triple. So Alive's a funny one. Um, only 15 million streams on Spotify. So times three is 45 million. So Alive, in terms of streaming, only accounts for another 30,000 units. 30 over 500,000 is not very much, right? Did you do it's, Dynasty by chance? Yes, I'm getting to that one. That's a really cool one. And I know why you're, yes, you're, you're very smart to ask that, of course, and we'll see why. Um, so yes, um, so Kiss Kiss. Only 117 million. Well, actually, it's a fair number. 117 million uh, it's times three is 351 million divided by 150 million is 2.34. So so kiss kiss, which is only gold, uh, 
just from streaming alone has halfway to gold. It's got 234 million, uh, 234,000 more full album units based on that 1500. So Dynasty, here's the funny thing about Dynasty. I Was Made for Loving You has been played 750 million times. So a quarter of a billion times. Right? It, is, it, it is the most popular song Kiss has on Spotify. Cool. Okay. So, so uh, the entire album in total uh, comes up to 796 million. So they only add 46 million for the whole rest of the album, right? Times three is 2.388 billion divided by 150 million equals a, a factor of 15.92 times 100,000. So the way I worked it out, Dynasty has 1.592 million extra sales just from streaming. So it's got for sure at least a whole extra platinum. And so the last time Dynasty was ever checked for, for to do this was 1979. So you've got all the physical sales from 79 through to the death of physical sales plus 1.5 million. So Dynasty easily you can add another two platinums on top of that so my big question is for this band who really loves accolades and you know we we know they like that we know they like to win they're competitive and you know certainly they should know that you know most of us dispel any importance of grammy awards american music awards is gone you know everybody complains about the hall of fame um you know, obviously, Gene might say, well, the you know, my bank account is the most important thing. But really, the most important thing for 100 years from now for Gene's kids and, kid and their kids and their kids is, you know, if there's a planet at all, what it's going to say on Wiki for how many times platinum these albums are. So I think this is a huge accolade that's just sitting there and somebody in the kiss camp uh, is remiss. In, uh, in not going and checking on a bunch of this stuff and getting some of these. Now, granted, when I did this exercise, I realized that, um, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not all sunshine and roses all over the place, but there are certainly four or five more, six more certifications. And, you know, I've often, as I said to you guys, I, I've thought, you know, these guys know publicity. They're smart about publicity. You know, imagine one of those big old school um, you know, certification parties and they get on all the mainstream news and Fox and CNN, they're all standing there in front of, a, you know, in all, all their makeup glory in front of all these new certifications they're getting, you know, right when that time when maybe they're trying to sell the catalog or they want to sell more tickets for the end of the tour. But it's just a great publicity thing. And it's a huge, massive accolade that, you know, I'm just sitting there seeing, you know, Aerosmith blow them away out of the dust with all these diamond albums and seven toys in the attic just went diamond. I mean, toys in the attic is a diamond album. Kiss's biggest album is two times platinum. It's sitting there for everybody to see. And if I was kiss, I'd be embarrassed about that um, because they could have more and they, and they don't have more. And like I say, the reason all of that is known is because David Krebs stays on top of it and he goes and gets those certifications done. Well, you know, I'll, 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 I'll chime in first on this. And this is sort of just a continuation of what you and I were, were talking about offline. I, 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 you know, and maybe part of this is just being devil's advocate at this point in Kiss's career, which it is the end of the career. The career is basically over in just a few months now. Um, their ability to have accolades and brag about stuff. Listen, they're bragging about a hundred million albums sold. 
That's a pretty damn big brag to make. They are bragging about being the the American band with the most gold albums. Whether it still holds true and all that, we're not getting into that. That's a big brag. And and you're 100% right. I mean, Gene and Kiss have always been about over-the-top promotions and bragging. But I sort of feel like maybe at this point in their career, they got enough to brag about. They don't need to, what you know, they're not going to have any problem selling tickets to the December 1st and December 2nd shows in, in New York City. You know, being able to say Alive is actually a diamond album isn't going to sell one more ticket for them at this point. So it might just be a case of, I, you know, I'm Gene Simmons. I got plenty to brag about. I got plenty I can legitimately brag about without, and I don't know how long it would take to do a recertification. I'm, I could safely bet it's not done in 30 days, and it might take a year to do it. We don't know. And we have no idea of the cost or who would pay for that cost. You know, maybe maybe Kiss is like, if we got to pay for it, I don't need to pay an accountant to do this, to get another gold album, another platinum album. Because as we know, Gene is offloading all of that stuff to his museum anyway. There's, they, you know, these guys at their level, probably have more awards in storage than they have walls to put them on. Um, Give them the if, mark. You are, if you are a newer, younger band, it is very much a, a thing of pride. I got my first award. I can brag. I can show it. But, you know, when you're kissed 50 years down the road and, you know, I, from around the world, they've probably got thousands of these awards, each of them. And it just might be a simple fact of at this point, it doesn't, it's not that important anymore for them at this point. It means a hell of a lot to us fans. We are the ones that seems like every month somebody's bringing up the discussion of why isn't it recertified? I've got a question for both you and Martin, because you guys are closer to it. Um, Gene has that plaque, very famous plaque with the hundred million records are, I imagine that's from RIA. And also I, I sent Martin, we were, when we were talking in the kiss billboard special, there's no way that'd be from RIA. Okay. Okay. But in the, in kiss is advertising kiss alive double platinum over i remember that ad i sent you martin a two-page ad double on one page platinum on the other both with the images of kiss alive well someone's lying then i mean or well, someone hasn't and that's the next right, so martin you said so gene so gene's plaque can't could not have come from the riaa the r the riaa doesn't certify the world They just certify the U.S. There's awards issued by other countries that have the same meaning, but there isn't one worldwide organization that oversees 
every territory and every country. No. And 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 what what makes all of this so confusing at this point, especially, but it's been going on for years. The companies that make these awards, the official RIAA awards, will also gladly make a fake looking award. Hey, listen, I mean, we did it for our podcast. You know, I went out and made an award that that we all got that said three sides of the coin. It's right behind mil- Yeah, eight million. There that the one behind me is for two million, but we also had one for um eight million. You can make those up. And listen, when I when I went to the company and said I want it with two, like the one behind me for two million plays, they didn't ask me to prove it. They asked for no certification, nothing. It they're they're like, okay, great. That's gonna cost you three hundred dollars to have us make that award up. How does this design look? So the hundred million award, I could almost bet you that was for some form of a PR photo opportunity. The record label was probably like, yeah, that's that's pretty freaking impressive. We will assist in putting this together, but it's not certified sales. It's just, here's an award. You guys have been doing great. Look at this. I mean, I've seen the same thing with ticket stubs. You know, wasn't it during the Psycho Circus Tour, Kiss made an award that had all the ticket Ticket stubs from every, a ticket Mm -hmm. wheel? It looks great. You know, and, and keep in mind, perception is reality. So if you make up an award, most people don't know the difference between a legit award and a not legit award being the hologram seal that's on there. I mean, even for a longest time after the reunion, Kiss was doing, you know, fake awards with what was the company? Cal Gold. They'd make, you know, oh, they'd make a little plaque and they'd put a little seal in there. None of it was legit. It was the album. It was the spray painted silver. So you think it was platinum. So that's what that hundred million is from. Um, and, and as to the ad, you are probably, I'm only guessing again, as long as it doesn't say RIAA certified double platinum, then they could probably just say double platinum, 2 million albums sold. We know that based on what the record label knows the sales are. So I'm guessing there's a, there's a, a, requirement or a process if you want to say it's RIA certified versus it's just an award for two million. Yeah, because I wish I was home because I could pull that out of my collection to show you guys. But in the Billboard, when in the when Billboard magazine did the salute to Kiss a few years. Yeah, back, I remember that. Well, that's what I'm getting at. They had rock and roll over with the album cover it said platinum across it it had you know love gun platinum and then when it came to alive it said double platinum and it was two pages and you know even myself when i'm looking at that i just assumed that but i Perception also is reality yeah, yeah well, again that's that's what i thought was Especially the physical product, like Martin made a great point, you know, especially during the hair metal, when, when vinyl, hard rock and metal was just going through the roof, um, you know, in the mid 80s and stuff. 
all those format changes. I mean, I I bought a live on cassette, vinyl, eight track. I mean, I had every yeah. CD. When 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 CDs came out, we all all everybody who's listening rebought your Kiss collection on CDs, and then when they remastered them, Mastered, yes, you bought them all again. So that's that's three sales for the same album right there. The original sale. The first re the first issuing on CD and then the remaster. And you no, know, Martin, there's a there's a subject right there. Which band has remastered their catalog the most? And I think it's Those. Motorhead. <laughs> yeah, and and you know you don't even have to really use the word fake for these words. Like for example, Van Halen could go get a really nice award made up that that yeah, their two I, I, diamond you, albums. You're, next you're right. I don't right? I don't want it's true, fake. right? Fake, fake, fake isn't the right yeah. word. Um, it's just an award. You can, yeah. I mean, it's just like you could have walked. Remember the days when you used to be able to walk into a mall and there was that that engraving place that you could go buy a plaque and have them engrave the world's greatest. I mean, it's it's the yeah. same thing. It's and any but anybody can go get an award plaque made up and look identical to an, uh, an official certified award yeah. you just don't have that hologram seal on it and mark a lot of those ads um that that you see in in the industry mags especially um you know i don't know if the kiss alive one is like this but a lot of them are simply a subset of what we're talking about with 100 million like you would just say kiss alive two million copies sold worldwide and that's a that's an easier calculation even than the 100 million but even the 100 million you know it sounds it sounds high, but basically you could spend five minutes thinking about it or two hours or a couple of days and just go through all the countries and just on the back of an envelope, add it all up. And that's obviously what they did. And they then they then Paul probably just said, OK, now double it. You know, or just right, yeah. Right? Now, now they're like, well, it came to 80 million. So we round it up. To yeah, 100. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So but yes. Yeah, so so it, it does. It still strikes me as. um I would think for posteriority, you know, you know, Michael, you say, oh, they got they got rooms full of awards. It's not even that. It's just having the statistic there and, and having it there on the computer forever and official in RIAA showing you that this is what you sold. And I think that's something that that these guys should be, you know, uh, handing down to their grandkids, basically these accolades, because it's a true accolade. You can't take it away. It's not something that's going to get burned up in a fire. It's there. It's it's official in the most official place ever, which oddly enough is Wikipedia, at least for all of us who do all these video shows and podcasts all the time. It's super important. It's Martin, do you, know, do you important. know the cost? What would it cost KISS per record to get recertification? You know, I don't know that. And I couldn't get that answer. I even emailed the uh, the accounting firm. So Michael brought up two good points. One was the cost and how long does it take? I don't know either of those things. Yeah, I mean, there, there there's a lot of there's a lot of unknowns to this and it's, it's just an interesting topic because it is one of the topics fans. And I'm sure it's not just the kiss fans. It's any artist fans are like, that's not right. I, you know, we as fans want, sometimes I feel like we, as the fans want the bragging rights more than the bands we love want the bragging rights. At some point, I think the bands are just like, Oh Jesus, another award. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. There's but but Kiss and Golden Platinum Awards seem like 
that seems like something real sensible that they would want the bragging rights for. So I, I don't know. It, it's, it's, I don't know. It, it just seems like every time I see this, I think, you know, why is Rod Smallwood not going, getting this done for Maiden? Um, I feel like it's, it's some, some, something like, you know, they're trying to be too cool or too punk rock, or they don't care, or they're trying to show that they don't care or something. You but know, like I, I say, mean- the, the I, Bowie I, I, one, for example, just just quickly, like I know I know there's a lot of stories about the red tape and the different record labels and the, the Tony DeFreeze, the, the epic battles and court cases and stuff. So that's you. That's often quite a, a lot of it, too. When you've got a band with one label and then they go to another label, like, you know, even in the Aerosmith camp, there's 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 some politics between that shift between Columbia over to Geffen. Right. And then back yeah. to Columbia. Right. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. I mean, it, it it's it's just one of these things where there's a there's unfortunately we don't have access to get to the important information. That's and it it makes sense. I mean, that's accounting. That is the actual sales. Except Nobody's we can add up the it. math. I mean, we just I think proved that there's eight hundred thousand. Oh no no no! We can we one point five million more dynasties, right? We 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 can do the rough math for sure. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the actual accounting, the actual you know quarterly accounting from the record label, and you know to your point, Martin when you start getting multiple record labels or labels that get bought out and bought out and bought out, I imagine sometimes it can be hard to trace the data accurately all the way back where, you know, where was this report? Oh, that was the old company and that accounting firm is no longer around. And, you know, it, it can be challenging and, and why some artists don't go for it. I can only imagine to some extent they they care about what's going to make them money. That's it. What what I'm going to make a priority and focus on in my career right now is what's going to actually make me money, not take the time out and do something that isn't going to make you money, going to give you gold stars and awards and accolades, but you know, doesn't actually put more money into your pocket and to all of our point, who knows how much it might take out of your pocket to, I mean, if, if kiss said, I want to recertify the entire catalog, how much money would that take to recertify an entire catalog? How many people, you know, do you have to take your, you know, your business accountant off of accounting ticket sales to now say, now you got to go out here and you know, sit down with the labels accountant and go back and forth. I mean, I, I know when I worked for the merchandising company and they did an audit of sales, their accountant was in the office for a week to 10 days. Just looking at merch sales. Yeah. So, you know, a 50 year career and it's not, it's not like kiss has just a couple albums. I mean, you're, you're, you're talking, I don't know, I've even lost count of how many albums Kiss has ultimately ended up releasing here when you start. Yeah. You, gotta, you would also want to count greatest hits because in Kiss's case, and a lot of these classic bands, as the years go on, it's the greatest hits albums that sell much better 
than the studio album themselves. Cause you know, the casual fans like, yeah, I want to get all the cool songs on one album. So I'm going to buy that. I mean, that that's why smashes did so well in the eighties for kiss. Cause it was a greatest hits album. That's why, you know, I'm looking at, uh, you wanted the best, you got the best, you know, greatest hits album. Like I say, the interesting thing is, is when you go and read the rules over at the RIAA. Um, so if, if you're going to count up greatest hits albums, I think you're stuck in that physical mode because you're, you're going to still want, I think you're going to want that song to count on the original studio. album. so, and also to your point, it's like kiss doesn't have to go back and try recertify the whole thing. It took me like five or six minutes to figure out which ones had potentials. And, and you could go back and just go after the ones that that's God, I was made for loving you and rock. But, but you know, here's, here's an interesting point. You're right. It, you know, they take the, like Detroit Rock City, they take it one time. But according to Spotify, and I'm just glancing here, Detroit Rock City has 206 million streams, but it's from the Smashes album. Yeah, so each one of those would have to be added up if you wanted to do Detroit Rock City in total, correct? But no, but they, they, they won't. We only yeah, count one, it once. We They're only count it once. So. Yeah. So do you do you sit here and go, OK, I want to count Detroit Rock City off of the Smashes album, not off of the Destroyer album, because it's considerably more streams coming from this album. It, it starts to become a bit of a head scratcher of like, yeah. OK, where do I want to I, I did check that at one point when I was just before I did Pete's show, I checked uh, Don't Stop Believing. And it had the exact same number on the greatest hits album as it had on the other. So it, it's like it, it knew it was getting it right. It did. Last okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Let, let, let me, let me, I'll, while you guys are chatting, let me double check that. I got here. an interesting so question to ask you guys. I mean, what does this, uh, you know, a, again, you know, those numbers bear out that um, you, you could, you could get all your sales in the streaming era through the math by having that single do all the heavy lifting. I wonder how much the singles did the heavy lifting when you had to buy the whole album. What do you guys think? Like how important was I was made for loving you for dynasty sales? Huge. Huge. Are yeah, you? just like Beth was for for Destroyer. It, the singles, I think the singles drove so much of that and that's why the singles were so important. Well, that's why you Gene know? said to to Lydia that Beth saved us because the album stalled. So yeah. at, at supposing to keep in mind uh Casablanca had very fuzzy math very very fuzzy math and they were saying back in 76 that it stalled around 800,000 and then you know Beth came out as a single and the record picked up and again I, I look I have no reason to, to not believe those numbers um I, plus I always just kind of thought that destroyer was probably like four times platinum in the United States. Um, you know, I, I have nothing to, to back that up fact wise with, but just by feel, I, although right now, especially when you say toys in the attic is, is diamond now, I, while well, I, I don't, I will not put destroyer in at diamond, but I wouldn't, Put it this way: If if Toys in the Attic is is ten million, I'm going to guess Destroyer between seven and eight, just because of the lexicon of how big Aerosmith was at the time and how big Kiss was. And yeah, but Aerosmith I, had those two huge singles, you know. 
sweet emotion and walk this way that still are radio staples to this minute. Yes. Yes. Way more so than, than Beth even, you know, Oh God. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, get away from those songs. But, but I, I love this, that, you know, dynasty has been played individual song plays 796 million times with 750 million of that being, I was made for love. I was made for love. So all the records. So the 1.592 million album sales, all, you know, 1.4 million of that, the heavy lifting was done literally by the single, like direct mathematically by the single. And I, I think it's just very interesting that just looking at the Spotify numbers, the 750 million for I was made for loving you dwarfs the number two single, which is rock and roll all night, which is 392 million. Detroit Rock City is the number three single, 206 million. Heavens on Fire is number four at 149 million. And Lick It Up is number five at 77 million. I would have put Lick It Up ahead of Heavens on Fire just because the soundtracks and stuff that it's been. Wow, that's surprising. So, so I mean, as, as Kiss fans, that's, you know, it's like, wow, I Was Made for Loving You is not the song the vast majority of Kiss fans would ever pick as being their most listened to, most popular song. But the numbers don't lie. It is heads and tails above rock and roll all night, which a lot of fans would go, well, that's got to be the number one. I mean, Beth isn't even in the top five. Yeah, for the record, I must have screwed up my destroyer numbers because I had Detroit Rock City more insignificant than that. So I so I'd have to redo all my destroyer. But so you're saying it's saying 200 million, eh? 206 million. 371,772 okay. so Detroit about Rock 300. City. So it's at about 300. So it's about 300. So 300 times. So, so yeah. So Destroyer now, uh, let's see, 300 times. So it's, yeah, it's probably adding another platinum on at least. That would make sense. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of gold records, like you say. I mean, you know, so here's the other thing. I, I know, like, I know the Rolling Stones were always super, super serious about making sure every one of their albums got to gold and they would do, you know, move heaven and hell and buy ads. Paul McCartney in the wings, too. When you look at all those old sounds and, and Melody Maker and Enemy magazines, there's there are so many wings ads in all those magazines, like like because I kept a big collection. of them. I've got a collection of four thousand of these long story. But basically, um, you could tell that that, you know, a lot of the success that you got from Paul McCartney and the wings, people don't know this, but I guess I'm gathering this from this idea. Um, a lot of it has to do with, they did a lot of advertising for that band. Right. So, you know, that's why it's kind of neat that kiss did, you know, get all of these, uh, a whole lot of these records to gold and they do have a lot of gold records, but it's just a bunch of golds and a bunch of single platinums. It's not that impressive in, in the, in the large totals. I, I had a couple other numbers here that I aggregated just for kicks, but you know, monster, the entirety of monster has been played 23 million times. The entirety of revenge, 64 million times, the entirety of lick it up 87 million times. Um, love gun 94. So yeah, I, I guess another question would be um, how do things skew for the demographics across all these different, uh, uh, you know, platforms as well? I don't, I don't know. Are, is there a young platform? Is there an old person's platform? 
I don't know. I really haven't. I I, I haven't heard that breakdown when it comes to streaming platforms. Um, it's just, you know, I think what this sort of is illustrating that what his fans think is not necessarily what reality is painting out. Because again, let's, let's just rock, rock and roll all night. You know, Alive, Alive is not in the top five most popular here but to kiss fans that would be the, quintessential. the the that's quintessential that's the peak but i think what we're what this is saying is to the vast majority of people who listen and buy then they, they may not be buying kiss alive they may sit here and go yeah uh, you know, Paul keeps saying this out. This song came off of Alive. This song came off of Alive, but I'm going to go buy the greatest hits record. Mm-hmm. I'm buying the greatest hits record. I don't want a live record. I want the song, and I'm going to get 20th Century Master. I'm going to get Smashes or or whatever. And you got to really, you meaning us listeners, us his fans. This is another one of those things where maybe we shouldn't be looking at this through our rose-colored kiss glasses. We need to step back and go, what's the general public playing, listening to, and buying? And clearly we can tell they're playing in Dynasty. I was made for loving you yeah, before anything else. And it's a bunch of young people, probably too. Hey, I've I've got some stuff here you guys might be interested in. So just I'll I'll tell you a couple of the highlights from the show I did with Pete in terms of what we saw in terms of new certifications. So Billy Joel, the Stranger, eleven times platinum, October eighteenth, twenty twenty two. So these are these are all things that have been Recent. certified in twenty twenty two. Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run, seven times, Greatest Hits, six times, Wrecking Ball, Gold, Born in the USA, seventeen times platinum. Deal, Holy Diver. This was a great one. May 6, 2022. It's now double platinum. So it's it's until Black Sabbath does something about it. Uh, Deal, Holy Diver looks like it's twice as big as Heaven and Hell because Heaven and Hell is still platinum, right? Soundgarden, Super Unknown, six times. The Doors, L.A. Woman, someone went back in 2021. It's now three times. Zeppelin four in 2021, 24 times platinum. Aerosmith Greatest Hits, 12 times platinum. Oh, yeah, Ultimate Aerosmith, three times platinum. Toys in the Attic, nine times platinum. So it's not it's not um, diamond. Godsmack, Where Legends Rise gold um journey escape 10 times platinum uh buck cherry 15 double platinum uh elo uh gold for classics gold for the essentials so that essential series michael everything you've been saying about those physical sales this is physical this is this is record cds selling in walmart that is getting in there these things right um all over the world very best of gold um rush moving pictures as i say five times platinum queen platinum collection uh five times platinum good old vinnie paul hell yeah gold february february uh 25th 2021 you got a gold album for hell yeah. Um, Queen Greatest Hits, nine times platinum. Uh, Tool Fear Inoculum. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, uh, Nirvana MTV Unplugged, eight times platinum. Back in Black is now 25 times platinum. So again, Dave, David's getting getting paid for all these still. Um, well, but but I, I want to remind people once again, just because it got recertified to 25 million doesn't mean that the the 
artists and the people involved all of a sudden made a lot more money. No, because because no. again, that certification they're getting paid anyways. They're, yeah. they're they were getting paid quarterly, quarterly statements from their record label for the entire career. The certification doesn't say, all right, now we're paying you more on this. And just just guessing here, maybe some artists are like, listen, the accounting statements that we've been getting every quarter for the last 50 years from our record labels, spot on. We've audited them many times. There's nothing being lost or disputed there. We're getting paid what we need to get paid. Mm -hmm. So an award isn't going to change anything in that sense. It just is going to be, again, a cost to somebody to verify this and time. And some artists, that's important to them. Others might sit here and go, it's just not that important anymore. I, I'm, you know, I don't need, I don't need, a diamond album on my wall i got the freaking checks from the record label in my bank account what would you rather have <laughs> yeah yeah if there is if there is a dime because i gotta get out of here if if there is a diamond kiss record i would think it would be either alive or alive too no i don't think they have one i don't think they got anything close to diamond i, I don't even think they got a five times platinum well well Mark, I mean, go by the two hundred fifty thousand, or excuse me, uh, the the each record. So, if that thing went legitimately gold, which it did, um, I'm saying when when I say that, I mean if you were to count uh, both records at 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 uh, at, at five hundred, meaning if, as if it was a single. I would think that that thing would have sold Kiss Alive would have sold four million, double it, eight million. Yeah, maybe a lot. We, 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 you know, we would we would think that as Kiss fans, but let's just look at just one other side that's possible. Maybe they know that something like Kiss Alive is only three million through their sales and their quarterly accountings they've been getting and getting and getting. And therefore, we don't want to go back and certify it to show that all these years later, it has only sold three million. Yeah, when when fans like to live in the fantasy that it's a ten million seller. Yeah, yeah you know, may, 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 maybe in the in Kiss's case, certification will prove they didn't quite sell as well as we the fans would like to think. Well, yeah. that was what's one of the reasons that just as a fan person, I've always kind of, I don't know, the hundred million thing always made me uneasy um, just because the bulk of really any successful rock band for the most part is U.S. sales. Yes, 100 percent. So knowing that, you know, a band like Led Zeppelin or even Aerosmith, um, they obviously sold way more records for the records that they released. That's where that's the one little skew about the Kiss Gold record thing. They put out a lot more records, a lot more product um, than say, you know, Aerosmith did um studio album wise. So there's yep. you know, they've got a greater pool to make that gold record claim. 
just do. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And by the way, Mike, obviously that's your background, but didn't the best of kiss that thing did legitimately go gold, didn't it? Uh, The very best of kiss is a legitimate gold album award that I've got 500,000 copies RIAA certified sales award. You wanted the best. And, and, and again, I don't know if they've changed, but when I got these awards years ago, you wanted the best is certified 500,000 gold. Uh, I've got a psycho circus certified 500,000 gold. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, for, again, I, I mentioned it earlier, for these classic bands, you want another gold album? It's not as easy as it used to be, but throw out another Greatest Hits album and you're probably going to get gold off of a Greatest Hits album. Yeah. Well, the last one I was going to tell you, these highlights. So this is a nice one. So Blizzard of Oz, first Ozzy album is, is in 2019, certified five times platinum. But the Essential Ozzy Osbourne, 2019, double platinum for the Essential mm. Ozzy Osbourne. So it's it's cool that that um, I like that at Wiki as well. When you look at some of these classic artists, it's really cool to see, uh, you know, go into the well and look at the greatest hits albums and see, wow, you know, their biggest seller was the greatest hits album. That is pretty cool. I, 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 I like think, that. I think even in the 80s, Smashes was double platinum for Kiss in the 80s. Okay. Could be, yeah. I think it, I think it might have been their best selling release in the eighties. Smashes and then Crazy Nights. Cool. Yeah, makes sense. Crazy. Yeah, Martin. Uh, I wish I could stay long. I'm at work. I got. I think there. we're done. I don't know if we've uh, yeah. got much more to. But I, I got to get out of here. You didn't hear much from Tommy. I'm sorry we'll about we'll, that. we'll yeah, let Mark away, get but... to. We'll let Mark get to work, and then we'll wrap up with you, Martin. And All okay, right. take it easy. All right, All bye, right. Guys. thanks, Mark. See ya. Yep. Bye. I'm curious to see how like some of the iconic soundtracks did like say um, Saturday Night Fever because well, you, here, know, you 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 guys talk and I will search on the RIAA.com website. Okay. Well, I, I know that's way up and Bodyguard is one of the biggest selling albums of all time. Tons of those are right. I, yeah. I've, I've interviewed many bands who, I mean, Judas Priest is a good example. Uh, I think Dio as well. Bands that, that are just super regret saying no to being on some movie soundtrack and then movie just blew up. And then other time, you know, and then they said yes to this stupid movie that everybody hates. Right. And then and they like you know, spring break. About, right. Yeah. yeah well, and Johnny B. Good, Judas Priest. And I think they turned oh, down. Something that, yeah. Yeah. You know, because you get I mean, I, apparently you, you get quite a bit of pay off of being on one of those. I don't know how it all works out with the publishing, but. But yeah, some some of those um, some artists really got a really good paycheck by having one song on some soundtrack. Album. Well, and you think also, too, that and it doesn't seem like it's part of the criteria, but you think like for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they couldn't ignore bands who've sold millions and millions of records. But there's so many. I was listening to I think it was Mark Striegel or someone on S on Sirius XM the other day was talking about all the people that still are or bands that are still not in the Hall of Fame. And it's just I know the whole thing's a joke, but it's just it's just hard to fathom that you have so many like REO Speedwagon isn't in. Well, God, I don't know what was more popular in 1980, 81 than REO Speedwagon. Mm-hmm. You know, I bet that um, Infidelity has sold a shitload. Saturday Night Fever was last certified November of 2017 at 16 million. Wow. 
quick. Yeah. Now, now I've got to, I got to try some different things here. But smashes, thrashes, and hits, I wasn't finding. In um, search is really finicky. You gotta, you gotta play with it. it yeah, I know. To get all of Kiss up, the best way to do it is is use the advanced search and just put in the band name and hit search, and then Kiss will come up nicely. Let's do this. Yeah, and anyone can do this. You can hop on the RIAA's official website yeah. and search for all of this information if you're so inclined to do so. If you get a comma wrong in Smashes Thrashes, if you put an ampersand in its and, it'll it it won't give it to you. So you gotta you gotta be you gotta. Here we go, Smashes. Um, February of 1996, it was last certified as double platinum. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, that's the other thing that happens, Michael, is, you know, I didn't really drive this point home, but you'll notice with most classic bands all along their, their careers, they'll have a clump where they said, all right, we're going back for a, a group certification. So, so you'll see, you'll see albums, three, four, five albums at a time in 19. So, so obviously clearly in 96, cause I, I mentioned another one that happened in 96, but yeah, a band just randomly will show up to Van Halen in 2001 or whatever. Okay. Let's get five more done exactly right now. And so, so they, they go in batches kind of thing, right? Yep. Yep. I'm just looking and, and the RIAA, also lists um video releases they'll yeah. do video yeah. like uh, animalized live uncensored long form video is radically flat, lower numbers flat, though michael that's that's flat, like a, flat, it's about one hundred thousand one hundred thousand they, yeah. they list it as 0.1 million okay so but, but it's is platinum. that a goal is that a gold release then by the standards of video it 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 was certified gold in 1986 and platinum in 1987 so clearly a hundred thousand is platinum for a video long right. form gold was probably fifty thousand yeah i think that's right okay um and let me see if there's any other interesting ones here um and there's yeah, funny choose. things like britain for example has like a silver award and a gold award yes but they don't have platinum, I don't think. I've never seen anybody call it a British album platinum. Kiss Germany Alive has, is a big one. So, you know, proportional to the population, the important countries are Japan, Britain, Germany. America's way biggest, of course. And then Canada, people think about. Um, so, yeah, and, and everyone has it all around the world. And there's charts, you know, there's Finland and Bulgaria and all that stuff. And they, they, they issue awards, too. But uh but with all the different artists that you write about and all the different research you do, was there any that popped up on this list in general that you were like, holy shit, this is way bigger than I ever thought it would be. I, you know, you know, Tommy, I love looking up bands that I never think about on Wikipedia just for the heck of it. Right. You know, yeah. And, and uh, you know, spinners, Atlanta rhythm section or whatever. Right. Garth Brooks is crazy. Look up Garth Brooks's numbers. You will be blown away. Like he's got three or four diamond albums. That guy. So there are some there are some nutty ones out there, but uh, the, 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 I was going to say real quick the you can't sort by sort the results by sales, but you can sort by certification date. So the most oh. recent certification Kiss did was back in 2015, and it was for two greatest hits albums, same day. Wow! The best of Kiss 20th Century Masters. And the very best of Kiss were both certified gold on that day. 
So you know what that makes me think, Michael, is like they love that stat of having the most gold albums. So that's the one thing they're going to zero in on with laser focus and make sure they keep adding up. Can can we make the, sure we, yeah. Can we get gold more gold awards? Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. Exactly. I mean, you know, you, if, 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 um, Monster and Sonic Boom were even remotely close. They might go out there and try and get them certified as gold. But, exactly. you know, that that's just the state of the industry. Now, these albums don't sell that much product. And neither of those albums are massive streaming albums or streaming singles. So, yeah, what's the point? Yeah, well, and I so, wonder how much correlation there is to album sales to ticket sales. Like, for instance, if you look at Garth Brooks, okay, like you were saying that his numbers, Martin, were off the charts. He always sells a huge amount of tickets wherever he plays. Yet you have other country artists that have also sold a lot of records, but the people don't come out to see him in waves like they do for, say, other other bands and i wonder if there's a certain population who buys some records who just like the music but would never go see them live well to your to your point tommy in the case of kiss i know this was back on the hot in the shade tour i knew i knew somebody who worked at um the record label at the time and and we know the hot in the shade tour did great numbers yeah great numbers for kiss Mm -hmm. for example the beginning of the two, one of the first shows uh, early on was um, at a shed in Chicago. It was pretty sold out, so it had to be fifteen thousand, I would guess. Um, and then, obviously, the record labels will track when the band comes to town. What's the pickup in sales? Post. Kiss only sold eight hundred units of hot in the shade following that show. Hmm. And the guy at the record label told me, he's like, this has always been kisses problem. Hmm. They, they don't sell units from the concerts they will do. And, you know, and we know that, I mean, that's kind of what Kiss's problem always was from the very beginning. Nobody was buying the records. People were buying the concert tickets Hmm. and, that seemed to have still been the problem, at least back on the hot and shade tour that, you know, major market, like a number three market, Chicago, big show sold out radio support. And, you know, and keep in mind that even had forever mm-hmm. top 10 single. Yep. Sold 800 albums wow. in the next week's tracking of sales post that show. Well, they was, they would have expected a lot more for that sort of yeah. ticket sales, album sales, or not album sales, radio airplay, charting, everything else. It's just never did it. But I, I was, I at least I felt this way at the time. It seemed like when the Hot in the Shade tour started and started to get traction, everybody was surprised at how well it was doing compared to what happened with regards to um, the uh, Crazy Nights tour. I wonder if the double platinum of Smashes, Thrashers, and Hits 
did more to put butts in the seats for the Hot in the Shade tour than the actual album. That's a great point. You're probably it, right. It, it, yeah. it, pro- you know? it probably yeah. did. It, it, and I think back then and even to this day, what puts butts in the seat for Kiss? The show. Yeah. I'm just going for the extravaganza. I mean, Hot in the Shade was still only certified gold. And it was only certified back in 1989 when it was released. It's probably not even close to platinum in a lot of cases. So, yeah, I think, you know, we're just, we may not like it as KISS fans, but the reality is the average population out there sees KISS as a show. Mm -hmm. I'm going for the show. I'm not interested. Yeah, I've heard all these songs, many of these songs on the radio, but I'm not interested in buying an album, especially back then, but now mm-hmm. it would be streaming it. And for um, good or bad, there's something about Bruce Springsteen or Garth Brooks or certain artists and bands that just seem to capture the ear of more people. And I think nothing says that more clearly in Kiss's case than I was made for loving you. I mean, look yeah. at how many bands have covered that song. and It's everywhere. It's been in soundtracks. Everyone knows that song. And I think that in order to have that Bruce Springsteen type of, of thing, I mean, look at Taylor Swift. Jesus, you can't get tickets to her shows here. And that's no joke. There's literally no tickets available. And now I see all these famous people going out of their way to show you a picture of themselves at the Taylor Swift show. So it's kind of an anomaly. And and the thing is, is you can't look at one band and judge it by another or an artist. It's just certain people or certain artists just capture a wider swath of fans. But it doesn't mean that the music you're listening to, whether it's Dio or Motorhead or Kiss or whomever, is any less valuable. It's just, I think that so many more people, especially now, they look at things from a more lighthearted fashion. So the poppier stuff is always going to get more support and airplay. And that's why so many people have switched to country music because it's less country than it used to be. And there's a palatable middle now where you have just enough fiddle in it to make it country, but the guitars are just soft enough not to be called hard rock. And that seems to be where people want to live. I'll just jump in here about the, um, you know, the motorhead situation. I remember looking into the numbers a couple of years ago and I, I'm pretty sure I worked it out that Ace of Spades would now be a gold record. And, and it's the, it's the value of that hit single, that one song that everybody yeah. knows. And so it did all the heavy lifting, but I, but again, it's the same sort of thing. It's like, wouldn't that be a cool, you know, Maria's always sending out the new motorhead news, this get remastered, this coming out again, you know, they, they seem to always, you know, have, things to talk about with motorhead well what would be the what would be any cooler than saying motorheads got their first gold album in america i think that's but, but, a beautiful story yeah. that 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 is a cool accomplishment for them but i you know as i brought up with kiss in 2023 if it was just announced that motorhead finally went gold you'd be like really <laughs> really yeah. that that sucks if they've only sold a half a million copies yeah. in this amount of time frame. So, you know, from a PR standpoint, there could be some of some of these people are looking at it from that way of like, 
unless we can either get a 10 million award, it's that or nothing. We yeah. don't want, uh, yeah. we don't want the, the measly little gold award. We don't even want a measly platinum award, platinum award for an album that's been out for 20 years. Yeah. You know, it's it. And why we saw a lot of albums, not just kiss, but being certified immediately because that showed, especially back then, pre-internet, pre-streaming, pre-YouTube, that showed demand. That showed, oh my God, you know, because I remember it was like Britney Spears, like her first or second album was platinum the first day it went on sale and they made a big deal out of that. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Now that that's telling you a million people bought this in the first day or a million people bought it in the first month. That's something to beat your chest about to come back and go, I'm a band that's been around for 50 years and half a million people finally bought this album after 45 years. You're like, really? That's not that on its own. Isn't worth bragging. If that one more gold album allows you to become the all time gold champs. Yeah. That's worth it. Well, and I think some of it kind of festers with the fans from high school and junior high and all of the shit that we took being fans of different bands, not just Kiss, that it's like, that's why I think it's even more important to the fans. Oh, yeah, we want we want it for our own break. So I think you're right. What you said earlier, it's more important to the fans than it is the band. It's it's, it's always been. I mean, Martin, I'm sure you've seen this. pick any fan base it's the fans that are always up in arms about why wasn't this recertified that's not the right number 100 million that's not a it's like they're the only ones that are really day in and day out yeah questioning this and upset by this yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's a fun one it's a fun one it, it, it'll it, it'll never go away it's yeah. never gonna end um <laughs> You know, and I don't know, may, maybe post Kiss being done with the touring and everything else, maybe there will be something between them and the label where they're like, let's let's finalize this. Let's get everything where it is as of today. It, I don't know. You know, it, it, it could be interesting, but I guess I would only see that being interesting if, if they could come back and go, yeah, Kiss Alive is a diamond album right if kiss alive is only four million it's kind of like well, okay, maybe good 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 for you but that's not bragging rights after right. after how many decades yeah yeah well and maybe some of it too could be literally nothing more than okay we're gonna sell our catalog and so the better numbers that we can get the better our value looks if we're selling because i had read an article this week that Queen is now working on trying to sell their catalog for $1 billion. And look, Queen has always been popular, but Bohemian Rhapsody, I think, blasted that band into the stratosphere, that film, whereas I think the Elton John movie did absolutely nothing for him. So Queen has great songs, but a billion compared to even Bruce Springsteen, who sold it for five hundred million. Yeah, that, but to to, to 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 your to your question, Tommy, nobody who is buying a catalog 
is looking at the certification numbers. They're actually doing real due diligence. Right. And looking at the actual quarterly accounting reports. That's what they're buying it off of. They're not going to buy. Somebody's not going to go, oh, holy shit. Kiss just got recertified and has got three more awards. Now I want to buy their catalog. They've seen the actual statements saying how many albums have been sold. Yeah, but it's like it's like baiting a hook to get someone interested. Like when Mark puts on a dress to get a date, it's the same kind of thing. <laughs> you know, if we have enough certifications, maybe someone will look a little closer. I, but, you know, I, I get what you're saying, but I, you know, you're, you're talking major big business by people in the industry. None of them are going, whoa, wait a second. Kiss was never on my radar because they weren't certified. Now that they're certified, no, these people, they know exactly who they want to go after. And they have the ability where we don't have the ability to see the real numbers. You know, it's just like when you sell a house, you have the ability to look at some real financial numbers to see if somebody can afford a house, what the condition of the house, you know, more than you would get off of Zillow.com. Right. But it, it, there has to be another component to it as well, because Queen makes sense to me in the respect that they're, they have so many songs that are beloved by so many people for so many different reasons, and you can use them in advertising, whereas Motley Crue, not so much. And there's no way that Motley Crue sold anywhere near as many records as Queen has, and they got 500 million. So there has to be another component besides just the numbers for for an entity to invest that sort of money in. I think where Kiss wins is they have a brand. Queen may not have a brand or Motley Crue. I mean, they they do, but not like Kiss. So Kiss really... It's the characters and the merchandising capability of those characters that far outweighs the music. Oh, 100%. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, first of all, I don't see Kiss selling their music. They don't own their catalog. Right, right. That's a whole um, other. And, and, and I, I'm pretty sure they sold off their publishing at some point during the mid-80s, um, but they own the trademarks. Right. They own all the licensed products. They own all of that, which I wouldn't be surprised if at some point, I mean, we did an episode on this years ago. What if Disney bought Kiss? Yeah. You know, Kiss is in a position that they could sell their trademarks and not even have the music be part of it. Right. Because there's enough value. There's probably more value in their trademarks than there is in their music to the point of a lot of the artists to, to the point of a lot of artists who sell their catalogs, many people who are buying them aren't actually buying the catalog because they're going to, they're buying it for the ability to sell more albums and streams. They don't, they're not interested in the selling of another CD selling of another vinyl album, another Spotify stream. They're interested as you were talking about Tommy and can we take this song that's been part of American culture and can we license it to Chevy, you know, Star Wars or Disney or somebody for a hundred million dollars. Boom. That's the payoff 
they're looking for. So right. to that extent, Motley Crue could be as successful as Queen when it comes to that sort of stuff. It's somebody's got to sit here and go, that song is absolutely perfect for, for this placement. This placement in a movie, a mm-hmm. TV commercial, oh, yeah. whatever it might be, because the lyrics today for a Motley Crue song might have a completely different meaning than those same lyrics had back in the mid eighties because the band has changed. You know, it's a different, it's a different, they still like to think they're bad boys, but they're not bad boys. They're a corporation. Mm -hmm. And if you grew up listening to home sweet home and somebody can sit here and go, wow, I can license home sweet home to some massive real estate company who will pay a hundred million dollars to, promote their business plus vince that, sings it in a different language on stage every night too so exactly so worldwide so, appeal yeah some of those videos are fantastic <laughs> no, it, it, it's it's a it's it's a different world when it comes to people selling off their their catalog and their music but i will be excited to see if kiss plays this differently and sells their trademarks off yeah they're one of the few bands can do it that can do that. I mean, you could have the, you could say that about the Beatles. You could probably say that about Elvis Presley. There's not a lot of other bands that the trademarks are worth as much, if not more than the music. It's an entity. Martin, this was, uh, it's always great having these, Sorry, it was smart late. discussions. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll talk and, again. You know, I got a kiss book coming down the pipe. Well, give us a quick, quick plug for your well, kiss yeah, book, please. Well, yeah, it's, it's not out for a while. I don't even know when it's out. Is it August? Is it October? I'm not even sure, but it, it's part of the series that that publisher is doing the at the at 50 or at. So I did a Bowie at 75. I did a ACDC at 50 and I did two. 50th anniversary one album books i did dark side of the moon and and uh quadrophenia is coming that's not out yet um but uh yeah these are all these swanky nice beautifully designed uh, coffee table books from from motor books and so i've got kiss at 50 coming and it's essentially writing you know short encapsulated things on uh basically picking 50 kiss career highlights and it's really nice layout and, and that whole well thing. and it's actually did, gonna did, come out so the, you got yeah. that going for you too. Yeah. Did 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 three sides of the coin make one of the top fifty highlights in Chris Kiss's career? <laughs> not quite, oh not man, quite. that would be. Fun. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. what a sad. Gotta give, gotta is. give the fans something to freaking yeah, get yeah. pissed at me about. Um, yeah. No, Martin, make sure you um, before it comes out, especially when once it's available for pre-ordering and stuff like that. We'll have you back on and we'll okay. focus solely no, on absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Great. No, this was fun. Guys. Awesome. Thank you very much. Awesome, Martin. Thanks, Martin. Thank you Always so much, to man. See you. Thank okay. you for your time. Yes, you too. All right. Talk to you Take later. Care. Yeah. Bye. See ya. Tommy, that's always a fun discussion because I know talking about gold and platinum awards is always going to get KISS fans upset, upset, fired up, upset. mad at somebody. Yeah, it's, it, it's a complicated it's a complicated world these award certifications mm-hmm. and i but don't you know, know it's my... just like sports it's like sports people like to be 
they'd like to emotionally invest in something that's bigger than themselves. And you see it with football all the time and the passion that fans have for their team. No different with Kiss fans or Zeppelin fans yep. or, or whomever. Yep. Yep. You know, it, it, as a fan, I think it would be great to see more certifications. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, stepping out of the fan shoes, I kind of think at this point, why Kiss is probably like, why? It's not going to change anything. Yeah. Uh, we're not we're not selling more tickets. We're not getting more shows booked. We're not going to sell more T-shirts. Uh, we're not going to sell more music because of it. Mm-mm. In the same Why way, do I don't believe them becoming um, part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame does anything either. I don't think that sells more tickets. You know, I, people are going to follow them because they love them. And that's the bottom line. And the new people want to come and see them for the show. Yep. Like, I've always heard they've got the greatest show. Let's go. You know, that's yeah. that's really what it's all about. Yep. hundred percent. Um, homework for this week. I think it's pretty clear. What's your, what's your take on all of this gold and platinum certification and recertification? And mm-hmm. do you have any ideas or thoughts on why Kiss and their record label might not want to do it? Um, do you think it's going to change anything if it did get recertified? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us we're wrong. You guys are great at that. Um, I do think they need to recertify Crazy Nights to prove that it's a diamond 10 million selling album. I know it is. I know Crazy Nights is the best selling this album ever. I think you need therapy. <laughs> a lot of our listeners think that about me. Yeah, true. Um, all right. You guys know what to do, where to go leave your homework answers. We love read. We may not reply to all of them, but we love we read reading them. them all. We mm-hmm. do read them all. Leave your answers on YouTube or uh, on our socials or, you know, nobody yeah. leaves comments anymore on iTunes. iTunes well, is like kind of history. Yeah. Well, and also, too, I want to point out something that if you guys have a specific comment that you want directed at one of us. Put our name in the comment because that it pops up and it's easier to see. Right. And I will respond, you know, as will the others. Well, Mark won't, but you, that doesn't matter. He doesn't respond to any of us. He's even, we don't even know if he's going to show up every week. It's a, it's a crap shoot, but the, uh, the rest of us will. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. That's it. Three sides of the coin. We're done for another week. We'll see everybody next week. Later. You have something to say, leave a voicemail or send us a text message. Call 320-515-VOICES for three sides of the coin. Provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.